Welcome back to another episode of B Hall Radio. I'm your host, Brian Rowan, with Logan Everett. We're on episode 92. Welcome to the show, Coach Green. How's it going, guys? It's good. I, I wanted to, uh, one thing to add is this is now the premier Army West Point wrestling podcast. Um, maybe the only, but also the premier. Uh, oh, I, no just wanted to make, I want to make that known. If nobody else claims it, we're going to take it. I think it's a good thing to take, you know, like you can win a tournament and be the only guy there. And if no one has to see your bracket, then you're still the champ. Nobody knows. Yeah, 100 percent. We have That's a right. we have a, like a seven year old who weighs like 100 pounds. And so we're at a pretty competitive youth league. But there's only one other guy that's like his his size. And so at this tournament, he always gets, you know, at the end of the year tournament, he got second place last year. And like some really good young kids are, are not coming close to placing. And so he's like, yeah, I'm second place. You know, we don't have the heart to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's living that heavyweight life at uh, seven years old. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> but man, coming off a – um you know, fun weekend up at West Point. You know, I was up for uh, the golf outing and the social and the informal social afterwards at Benny Havens. Um, so it was yeah. a lot of fun. You know, if you could, uh, I haven't heard anything about that yet. So uh, those are probably not good <laughs> podcast stories, though. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, after we left the happy hour, we, we were we were staying in Cornwall, and so I was like, oh, let's go in town. You know, my fiance she hadn't really you know, been out in West Point. So I was like, oh, well, let's, you know, grab a drink at, you know, one of the bars. We we're going to go to Southgate. But fortunately, um, I just got the itch. I was like, let's go to Benny Havens. And we walk in and probably 25 people from the happy hour were at uh, at Benny Havens. So <laughs> small world. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, there's actually a couple other restaurants have closed up in Highland Falls. So there's not a lot of. I've heard about that. There. Yeah. Shades, shades is gone. Shades, shades and the park. Oh God! Within like a month of each other, both both just done. So we're we're scraping for options for team meals. We're 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 figuring it out though. Um, we we're always going to find good chow for the guys. Was, I love to hear that. Were they were they just retiring? Like, or what was the? Do you know the rationale between the two? Yeah, I do. Uh, actually, um, the park the owner passed away. Um, and the, the family just didn't want to continue with it. And then Shades, I think he tried for a couple of years to get a buyer to come in. He's getting older, Mr. Shades, you know, um, and uh, basically the pandemic hit him pretty hard. Um, so he decided hey, it's time. Uh, so just two two cornerstones of uh, Highland Falls and West Point just sitting there empty right now. It just feels wrong. Yeah. Yep. Dong Fong is probably thriving now. Yeah, there's, 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 you know, other people are picking it up in their place for sure. Yep. <laughs> Somebody has to. Yeah. I mean, we probably are uh, starting to get towards the zone of uh, no more shades for most of the guys, I would think. Um. Yeah, we're going to get together. We're going to put together a team meal on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to call it the Last Supper, uh, but <laughs> yeah. like, maybe uh it may be the last time that they eat in that abundance. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna hook them up on Tuesday, and then it's kind of try to figure out uh, keep fueling your body. Obviously, that's important, but at the same time, you're not you know coming up for for six or seven plates full or whatever. Mister Shade was dishing out, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, I don't. I'm we so I guess I don't know. Um, 
we haven't talked to you, Scott. It's been a while. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, you know, from your life, you know, what what any updates from you, you know, recently or anything that you know talked about. Well, you're you're breaking up pretty bad. I don't yeah, know. absolutely. Um, I think it's been. I think I can, you know, um, and then the, the couple of years. So, uh, you know, things are going well. I think um, we're 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 really feeling good about where the team's at now, and more importantly, I think we're feeling pretty good about where the program's at. Um, a lot of indicators of 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 good health in a program we're hitting them right. Um, say this all the time in newsletters, but saying it. To you guys, it's pretty special to uh, to lead a conference as good as the IWA in home attendance. Um, so that was like one thing we did last year that really kind of got some eyes opened on, on post and some eyes open in our league. They're coming to Army. I was coming to Army or Navy or whoever, and they're wrestling in a pretty wild, you know, atmosphere um, with the cadets down on the floor. So we're proud of that. Um, we're proud of the progress we've made in the RTC, uh, having a couple athletes here um, wrestling full time is really great for the program. Um, and I mean, crowds on the road, like everywhere we went, we were probably out drawing the home team, except for maybe Raleigh, you know, but we had a good representation there too. Uh, so people are excited about about West Point wrestling and that, that makes it easy for the coaches to stay excited and it makes it easy for the, the student athletes to stay excited too. So it's, it's it's been awesome. I think we've seen a lot of growth. Yeah, definitely a, ch a challenging schedule. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of room for growth and some really good opportunities for, you know, at least a handful of individuals on the, on the team when you're, if not everybody, when you're looking at, you know, some, sure. some matchups early on, especially that are, you know, something that's good and something that we want to target, but, um, definitely a challenging schedule. And I think that, you know, it's something that we should lean into. And I think that, you know, you guys do as a staff, you know, what is the, what would you say the most, um, What's the event that you're looking forward to the most? I mean, upcoming? how can how can it not be the Campbell Duel, right? Um, yeah. all, all the events are awesome, and we kind of tinkered with the schedule every year to, to really put ourselves in the best position to qualify guys and get them to, to hit the benchmarks that they need. But, man, opening up um, at, at Fort Liberty now, Fort Liberty opening up there, um, the first day that any colleges can wrestle on November 1st, the only, um, you know, wrestling action going on um, that night, the, the eyes of the wrestling world are going to be on America's team. Um, it both I mean, online, you know, um, and UFC fight pass. And then, uh, you know, in person um, with, with hopefully a good bunch of uh, people coming over from, from the, the fort, from the post right there. So, it's awful hard to, to duplicate that the rest of the year. Um, it, it puts us in a little bit of a rush. We're wrestling a dual meet on November 1st. That's not too far away, right? Um, right. So we're getting lineups ready and trying to figure out how to how to go down there and beat the, the, the camels, right? Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty exciting to, to have that be the kickoff of, to be part of an event like that um, on, on, on campus like that, on post, and then to be part of the kickoff of the whole year. Um, pretty grateful for that opportunity. You, you said something that um, kind of piqued my interest a little bit, but it's not something that, you know, people talk about a lot, but, um, you know, just a question for, for you guys, you know, and I know you are always seeking the best competition with the intent to, to win everything, right? That's our goal. Um, sure. 
But, you know, how much do you look at some of those, you know, better opportunities for some, you know, you know, if we want to wrestle Iowa, right, you're, you're guaranteeing almost that almost every guy they have is top 15, right? And that's all considerations for, you know, qualifying spots for one for your conference and then also for, you know, at large, if it comes to that, like how much are you guys looking into, into any of that? A lot. Um, you got to find like the, 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 the secret sauce, right. Of how do you get matchups with guys, um, that are going to be on that, that, that ranking board that's going to help your RPI. Right. Um, but put guys in a position that if they wrestle well, they hit the, the, the winning percentage threshold, uh, that they need to hit. Um, so all those things are kind of swirling around in the back of your head. You want your guys to get ranked. So you need to go beat ranked guys and you want your guys to get a good winning percentage. So you got to get them to some opens where they can, you know, get five, six matches. And if they perform well, they're going to, they're going to hit that threshold, but at the same time, you got to coach them. Right. So it's not all data. It's not all like, Hey, you know, like if you do this, this, and this, like you got to get guys in after a tough loss and, and learn from that and, and get them out there again. So um, it's, 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 it's cumbersome and it's complicated, but we, we keep tweaking it and we keep trying to find ways to put guys in positions to, to be there at the end, which is the ultimate goal. If you can't, you can't place at the NCAA tournament if you don't qualify. Um, so getting them uh, there is, is, is really important for us. Brian, I don't know if you have a lot of questions, but I've, I've got quite a bit that I've. That you I've can fire away because my, my questions are not related to what we're talking about right now. So I'll, I'll well, figure no, out. I'm, keep firing away. I'll start. We I'll start weaving them in. <laughs> well, no, he keeps he keeps saying things that that make me interested in in certain different things. But you know the the one thing is like we talk a lot about. You know, Coach Ward speaks a lot about your, you know, your mind and mind like you know in both wrestling mind, but also you know organizational leadership type mind, but. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have any initiatives or anything that you're really excited about this year? I say initiatives. That's probably like kind of like sure. an army thing or like, you know, what are, what are your programs that you're excited about, you know, but like what certain things are you trying to develop that you're excited about? Well, I think one thing that we just went through and it's going to come out in an insider post um, next week, there's a plug um, for, yeah, for that is uh, a, <laughs> is I've been mining some data uh, over the last few years, really looking at trying to make sure we're doing the right things in terms of recruiting, right? Um, so we're excited about last year's class, um, ranked 17th uh, in, in, in the country. And, you know, we've been trending upward in that regard. But I really dug into, like, who are the kids that we brought in? Um, how many of them were, I guess we'll call them big borders because that's what the wrestling community says. Like they're the, that's some of the top recruits in the country. And I spent some time doing this over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I'm not like full conclusion mode yet. Um, but a couple of things that I can tell you, um, one is that we're trending upwards. We're attracting more and more um, kids that are super highly regarded coming out of high school, top 100, top 200, whatever. Um, but the other thing that, that, that kind of came out of that initiative See, I'm learning, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing that came out of that initiative is that nobody, and, and I say this without qualification, um, nobody does a better job with kids that aren't that top-level prospect than, 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 than Coach Ward and, and Army West Point Wrestling, right? Um, like, you look at our 
three national qualifiers last year. Um, none of them were ranked in the top 200 recruits coming out of high school. You know, and, that, and, and that, so Ben Pazook's been there three times, you know? Um, yeah. In fact, the majority of the kids in the ward era were not highly regarded, highly ranked recruits. Um, so that to me speaks to development. Um, and that to me is a message that I can hit when I'm on the road, right? In two different ways. One, hey, if you're not, getting the attention you think you should be and you're not a, a, a top level recruit um we're the place right like nobody does it better uh the data shows that like nobody gets guys to ncaa's more um that weren't in that position when they came out of high school and if you are one of those highly ranked recruits well man think about what we can do with you you know <laughs> like uh if we're getting it done with guys who are are, are zero time piaa qualifiers um you know think about what we can do with you three times state champ, you know, or with you two time Fargo champ. Um, so that's something that I thought we were doing pretty well, but I really wanted to dig deep into it and use some empirical data to support what I thought um, was happening. Uh, and so that's been eye opening and it's going to drive our practice um, for recruiting moving forward uh, because now I've got some, some trends that we can really look at. So that's one thing that I guess you could call an initiative that I've kind of taken on and said, Hey, let's do this. And we're talking about it as a staff and we're trying to figure out how to, how to make that into graphics, you know, so that we can put them out on social media and uh, you know, how can we use that to drive conversations with kids and families uh, so that we can continue to get great, great, great kids into this program. Do you think on, on another recruiting question, do you think that the landscape has changed a little bit high school recruiting, you know, since, you know, with, with NIL and also the transfer process, like if like the, you know, the, you know, the top 100 guys, you know, now may, you know, I'm, I'm speculating, but if, if big 10, big 12 schools, ACC schools are able to, you know, take an all American after a freshman year, are they not going after the guys as, you know, you know, seeking those, you know, top guys um, as hard, you know, because they're putting other efforts in other areas or is it kind of all even out? I think that the, the schools that are most affected by things like the transfer portal and NIL are the, the second line of schools. Um, I think the, 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 the big schools are still going to go out and recruit the best kids in the country. I don't think that's going to change. I think there's some schools right now that are like, why would I bring in a high school kid when there's six kids available in the transfer portal? Yeah. Um, obviously, that's not us, but some of the schools in our – our, our, our conference are, are, I mean, I know they're doing it because the coaches have said so, you know what I mean? Like they're hitting the transfer portal hard because they're getting a second shot at that kid um, who went to the big 10 school or the ACC school and it, and it didn't work out for them. And they're still pretty tough, you know? Um, so I think, you know, that's not anything that, that, that we can take advantage of, uh, but I do think that it's changed it a little bit for sure. Um, I think that the NIL stuff is starting to, to come back around. I think there was a lot of excitement about that at first. Um, and then, you know, now people are realizing there's not as much uh, money as that available at the same, um, like the number of schools that it's available for. But, you know, two things that we do there um, to address that when I'm having conversations with family. Uh, one is I tell them we are the original NIL. You know, we, you are going to be sponsored by Uncle Sam when you when you come to West Point. Um, we were paying people to go to college before it was cool to pay people to go to college. Uh, so if you're if you're kind of thinking that's something that you need, 
you know, um, that's something that we can provide for you. Um, and then the other thing that I try to do is I try to lean into, look, Biha right behind you, right? And on your shirt. I try to lean into the brotherhood aspect of things. And I tell kids, you're not going to bust your butt for three years um, and, and your, your senior year, your first day, it's your time to shine. And you're going to look down the, the locker room, you know, and, and see some dude that just showed up, you know, because he's a grad transfer. Um, or, or some guy they just paid to come in and take your spot, you know, um, you're going to graduate with the guys that you came in with. And some guys that might not be appealing to them, it's not important to them, but I feel like the guys that we want. Um, so that's something that I really try to push. I'm like, I'm not anti-transfer. Like if I was at a school that the transfers, I'd be working the transfer portal too. No doubt about it. But you got to kind of establish your identity and then lean into it. Um, so that's the tactic that I'm using there uh, is that, hey, come here. You know, you're going to get that shot. You're going to graduate with the guys you came in with and you're not going to get, you know, we're going to recruit guys under you, you know, younger guys and stuff like that. But we're not bringing the guy in for, for six months um, because it'll make us a better wrestling team. That's not who we are. Um, and if that's not who you are, and, and, and brotherhood's important to you, uh, fellowship's important to you, Army's a great place. Uh, you, may, you may not have any of this data or have any reason to have it or any access to it in general, but would, would you, like, be able to estimate, you know, what the NIL value is or, like, what people would be getting monthly that are in the bottom nine-tenths of, like, the NCAA wrestling population? Like, I, of course, like, that – that top 1%, if you will, or top 10% is, you know, something that's probably astronomical in certain places, right? But the the average college I mean, athlete, I like, I don't... My sense of it is, is that there's a lot of guys who are doing well, you know, and, or they're doing well for one year. Um, they're not doing well coming out of – they're doing well when they transfer. You know, they're getting right. that Michigan, Michigan money, that Cliff Keen money, or, or whatever. Um, but I think of the majority of people that have NILs um, – are selling t-shirts out of the trunk of their car, you know, or they're, they're, they're peddling a coupon code for the local sandwich shop. Um, and that all adds up and it's great to be able to do that. Um, and they're getting some clinics and stuff like that. They might be making four or 500 bucks doing a, a clinic or something. Um, but I think the guys that, that are, are not in that top, like you said, 10% of NILers, um, I think the rest of them, it's, it's minimal. It's, it's comparable to what our, our cadets get paid um, here, I would think. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's probably any advantage to. No. I mean, I, I guess that that brings up a question for me. I, I know you're, you know, pretty um, involved in the recruiting process, especially and like looking into some of the actual analytics and reasons as to you know why things happen the way that they do. I I just wondered like you know what's what's something that you found as like you know the top reason as to why recruits would choose to not come to West Point. Is it, is it military service? Is it the barrier to military service that seems intimidating? Even, I mean, I say that now knowing what it is and it's like, to me, it doesn't seem intimidating. Right. But like to a lot of families that may not be military families, like it could be, I just don't yeah. know what, what you're seeing on the, on the front lines, if you will. I think that's part of it. Um, I think there are people that, that, that have questions about that uh no question um that's that's a uh, something that we have to overcome um once we get them here uh that's usually not the reason that they give us um you know in in, in terms of things they, they understand that better we're doing a real good job 
pulling back the curtain, so to speak, and and and, and telling them what that looks like. Uh, but that's an initial barrier um, for sure. Uh, there's 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 a lot of other variety of things. Some people really kind of just get sold into like we're competing with the Ivies a lot, right? Um, so they're they're like, oh, I get to graduate. They don't they don't understand that that West Point is competitive with all those schools academically. Um, but they're 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 looking at the Ivies and thinking that's the pathway that they want to take. Um, and then the same thing for, you know, some of the power conferences, right? And we're recruiting more and more against those guys. Um, and, and they're going to uh, a football game with 100,000 people at it, you know, going crazy. And they're like, oh, this is the, the, the type of academic, you know, or athletic department that I want to be a part of. Um, so, you know, some of those guys, it's that big time college athletics experience that they're they're looking for. Um, I mean, I've been to a bunch of college football games and the Army college football experience is, is pretty awesome uh, for sure. Uh, but that's that's another thing that 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 kids are are seeking early is that that Big Ten ACC college experience, um, which is is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, do we ever bring recruits to the Army Navy game? Has that ever been a thing? I don't think there's enough tickets to go around. Yeah, that would be an issue. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. Um, I know Brian has Brian's had historically has had great access to tickets. I don't know what kind of donor you're on, Brian, but. Are you in the are you at the major level? No, I don't, I, I have no idea what it is. I yeah. saw last or this year that the major level was like seven hundred and fifty dollars a year or something. You had to give and like the tickets sold out or they sold out at the major level, which was like a thousand dollars a year or something you had to donate before you even had a chance to buy tickets. Okay. If you're a season ticket holder, like if you just get two season tickets, it ends up being like a thousand dollars, and then you have obviously access to all the home games, and then you yeah. get you get preferred access after you know. I think probably like the superintendents and commandants club or whatever to order. Gotcha. I didn't I didn't do season tickets this year, uh, just because I wasn't gonna go you know down more than a, you know one or two games maybe. So, uh, but yeah, that was a good perk last year. I was able to buy like end up getting twenty four tickets total. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. yeah, we could have used some of those probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the, it would be really cool to bring recruits to the Army-Navy wrestling match, which I guess you could maybe juniors or informally. I don't know what the rule is. but We, had a, bunch of, we, we had a bunch of kids at the match last year, um, okay. a lot of our permits and a lot of recruits. Uh, there are some NCAA rules in terms of, like, what type of entertainment you can provide, and it has to be within a certain radius of campus. So I've never really researched it because most kids are wrestling on that day. Um, yeah. in, in December, um, but I don't know if that would be something that we legally could do. Uh, but the Army and Navy wrestling matches is definitely something that we have focused on, and and any home match now um, gives the kids an opportunity to see, you know, what what a what a you know a type of atmosphere we can provide. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Speaking of home matches, I got a question for you. Um, Let's go. What do you think is the best match day venue at West Point? Match day? Yeah. I'm a Friday night guy. Um, okay. I think that, that works really, really well. The challenge is getting everybody in Division One wrestling to cooperate and, and, and really kind of try to carve out uh, a set schedule. Um, Sundays work well from a, a crowd standpoint because less high school kids are wrestling on those days. Uh, so they'll they're they're more more you know more more able to come to that, um, but I think 
you know, the, 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 then you get travel schedules and things like that all get involved. So it's a an interesting jigsaw puzzle. But I think there should be Division One wrestling every Friday night. Yeah, I would think that the main barrier to that is probably has to do a little bit with class schedules. Yeah. 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 It's not fun sitting in class and then wrestling that night. Obviously, if you're traveling, you're going to be on the road during class. You got to figure that out later. But I think that's the best chance to, to for for viewership, um, both online and and maybe not in person. Maybe Sunday's a little better for a, a, an actual physical crowd. But I think, man, a lot of people are like looking. I mean. My Friday nights aren't particularly exciting anymore, you know, <laughs> at, at, at my age. So I'm like, man, I can watch like three duels tonight. That's awesome, you know. Yeah. What do you? Um, I guess I don't. I don't mean to call you out here. I don't. I was looking for a little bit of like your favorite location in terms of if you could pick one spot to have a match. What oh, are you looking sure. at? So like, so I'm looking like. Um, I don't know if you guys have done Hayes Gym. Hayes Gym is awesome. Yeah. Um. Hayes Gym is really cool um, just because of the track too. It's like everybody gets the, uh, um, you know, top, top view, if you will. Um, Gillis is great. Yeah. It's better now that they have the bleachers. They didn't used to have the bleachers. So it was really right. awkward yeah. and weird. Um, but now I, we've talked about doing it like at Crest Hall a couple of times where they do yeah. like the boxing. That would be kind of cool too. Um, do you have a, pra- a favorite place? And if you do, why? I mean, I like Crystal right now because um, I think we've done a better job of getting closer to filling it up, you know, uh, and, and, and I think that that's a good size arena. Um, I, man, I, we tinkered with doing it over at the hockey rink um, as well because um, it's a little smaller and you could really pack people into there. Um, man, if, if we could, like, I would love to do one out at Trophy Point down by the amphitheater, you know, Ooh. with the Hudson background. Now, that's got to be like maybe – November fifth. <laughs> November or maybe it's like a spring thing, you know, like an card or something like that, you know. But can you imagine just the everyone fall, kind of sitting the fall Yeah, eat. everyone kind of sitting there um with the, the the Hudson in the background. I think that would be awesome. Uh but Hayes Jim, man, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I never really thought of that. Um but but um yeah i mean i think there's a lot of creative stuff that's been done in in that regard and west point's such a historic campus that there's no you know real kind of limits as to where you could potentially get something done like that so yeah for sure but we've had some conversations you, about it do you mean to tell you the worst place to have it the uh the basketball the worst place yeah the the basketball <laughs> courts outside the wrestling room Right across the yeah. right across the hallway. Yeah. We had a few dual meets there when I was looking at that, and that's the worst place to have it. I can't imagine. Yeah, that's wild. Right? Did they roll in bleachers or? They used to have those uh steel no, they used to chairs that were little. They used okay. to do like wrestle offs in there when I was like a freshman. Okay. Yeah. Now we um, haven't really discussed that one uh, at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think the atmosphere for, for Iowa and for Navy last year and then Lehigh the year before, um, in, in Crystal was pretty awesome. Uh, we did wrestle down, down at Gillis too. Um, I got my eye on that more for our ever expanding wrestling camps. I'd like to roll out 10, 12 minutes down there. Um, and, and an awesome camp. Um, but 
yeah, you really want to get creative. You start looking at Trophy Point or or, or something like that, you know. Um, shoot, Mikey Stadium, right? Uh, get it up there and and go, you know. What do you so, do? You think that you have a parachuter jump in the anklets? What I'm saying, like, just they landed. <laughs> I, I want the referee. We're gonna put him up in a, yeah. and, a little and, tandem. And, and we're going to say, let's go, you know, and we're going to see what he's made of right off the bat. If he can handle that pressure, he's going to be okay with, with Coach Ward's foot stomps. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, I, Brian, I don't know if you have any more questions. I I have one more, um, and I'll kind of finish with this. I don't know what you have, Brian. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of, you know, some of the things that, you know, maybe Kevin hadn't hit on before. You know, he, he went he – went, weight class through weight class of kind of like what mm -hmm. we're seeing now um yeah. you know but if you could dive into you know some uh you know specific you know wrestlers that you know have um kind of stood out um i, I don't think you need to go like weight by weight he did a, a very thorough job of that but yeah. you know, also expanding on you know the preseason and what that looks like leading up to you know wrestling here in 33 days yeah we wrestled today um, we ran some, some simulation matches today, so that was good to see, uh, to, to see where guys are. You know, you always got good practice data, and you can figure out, oh, this guy looks good in here, this guy looks good in there. But once you put a clock on the mat and say this is a match, some guys just perform differently. Um, and, and so we got to be mindful of that. We're wrestling again next Wednesday. Um, got a little outdoor um, North Area uh, exhibition. <laughs> Um, so we'll get the, the mats out there and wrestle a bunch of matches there too. Um, and we're trying to get them in the, into competition mode, uh, man, you know, like you, you, uh, rankings are rankings and they mean a lot in college, uh, but our guys that are coming back off of good seasons that are nationally ranked, they, they, they look like they belong. Right. Um, there's a, different level of confidence in Nate Lucas this year who came in this time last year didn't know if he was the guy you know um had never been the guy and wasn't sure if he was and then all of a sudden he's 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 ranked in the country and he's looking at it like hey this is my uh my my last shot so he looks the part um Trey McDaniel uh I think at one point had most wins in the country of all division one wrestlers last year kind of got the spot late uh he looks vastly improved this year and it's a different mindset when you come in having had success already. So I think Trey and Nate and Ethan Bergen are, are showing that right now. They're looking like, you know, they want to be the clear cut guy at that weight. And then man, coach Blythe said it today, like Ben Pazook was just murdering people today. And that's, you know, not his typical MO. Um, but his, his, he's just a happy-go-lucky kid um, who, you know, always got a smile on his face. But, man, today he looked as good as he's ever looked, right? Um, so, you know, I mean, that's that's one day of live, so you can't draw too many conclusions from that. But a lot of guys have grown a ton, right? Danny Lawrence kind of got the spot late last year. It was like a – well, finishing one takedown away from going to the NCAA tournament, went out to U23s, got, got on the podium there, and he looks brand new this year, too, as a, as a firstie. So we got a lot of talent in the room. Um, part of that deep dive is we got 20 kids. It's got to be the most we've ever had that were top-ranked recruits. we got 20 kids on our roster. Not a lot of schools can say that. So 
you know, grinding and pushing against each other is is that rising tide is going to lift all the boats, and we're just going to have to pick. Not to stick with the Navy analogy, um, but uh, we're going to have to pick what what which of those rising boats are going to be the guys, and they're going to show us through their performance who they are. Sounds like you you're not going to overreact from one practice, but we will. Ryan and I will probably yeah. in a text message after this. But it sounds yeah. like we're saying at least two national champs is what. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I'm going to bring the podium. I'm going to bring the podium to practice tomorrow and make them stand up. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. We get a maybe we get a picture with maybe like some interviews. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, have you seen Cleve Trivia? Yeah. Yeah, well, we can do something like that. Need, I think we need some like post-match simulation uh, interviews. So like, okay. you know, a pretend or you know, hey, you just come off come off the mat from your simulation match. Let's talk about immediate camera in your face. You yeah. know, if this was after your finals match, what are you going to say? Because some exactly. people, you can tell they never thought about what they were going to say, and they get up there and they. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can do something like that. We can do some mock interviews, you know, put them in some challenging. I'd be more intrigued. Like after they, they, they run the obstacle course or after they do. Their survival oh, that's a good one. You, the problem is they're not going to be able to breathe. So they won't even say anything. Yeah. That's, that's the best thing to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, there was a, know. there were some people doing the obstacle course today. The master of the sword, uh, put a little yeah. post out. So there's a lot, yeah, lot of people that today. Two of them had to leave practice go run it come back get warmed up again and then wrestle in a simulation match so that's army that's right there tough. that's that, yeah. that's the perfect that's the warm-up you need for your first match you know blow out your lungs in two and a half minutes of you know of, that's uh, how i tried that's how i tried to sell it to them but they weren't they weren't buying it they were like what <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. the asbestos it's the asbestos <laughs> that really makes it tough. Can't, they said they can't wrestle with haze lung so uh yeah, yeah. Well, the, best one would be, the best one would be after survival swim. Just kind of get them coming up out of the water and stick the yeah. Because that's like, like you know, like I never hear guys complain about anything besides survival swim. You know, in terms of like the courses that they have to take, that's the one that breaks them. Get them at the top of the ten meter uh, yeah, right before they're about to jump in. and real nervous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for next uh, for next week, so that'll be Wednesday, October fourth. Will fans be able to tune in? Will you guys be going like? Instagram live, you know, I think I remember last year you guys yeah. you know, were like, you know, kind of recording um, yep. social media out outlets. Yeah, I think we can do that. I think we can maybe do one, one mat Facebook live, one mat Instagram live or something like that. Um, I think we, that's what we did last year. So I, I, I would expect us to, it's not going to have like, you know, like wonderful commentary or anything like that, but I, I think, think it did last year. Oh, did somebody, it? Somebody gave a decent commentary. I had last the microphone. Year. I had the microphone, and I was walking around. Okay. But I didn't do like match by match. So yeah, um, you can't give me a microphone without getting something. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we can we can do that. But uh, we're really hopeful that you know, like a lot of cadets will come and, and and stuff like that because it's a great opportunity to showcase our program. Um, Soup came last year and was really impressed. Uh, he was brand new last year, so it was nice to see him out there um, supporting it and. Obviously, some of these guys, professors and, and their ORs show up, uh, but it's, it's just a nice springboard to uh, to get guys, get people on campus interested in in, in wrestling, which is going to lead to bigger crowds and better crowds uh, for, for our home duels. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, last, last question for me. Um, what aspect do you want to grow as a coach 
you know, in what area do you want to grow the most as a coach this year? That's easy. I was thinking about it today. Um, I, 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 I was a head coach for a long time. Um, and, you know, um, I got to get better at being an assistant coach. Like then, and, and, you know, the biggest area where that shows up to me is like, I don't get that, that time running the room that I used to um, when I was a head coach. into grabbing small groups and sometimes I'm like I'm terrible at this you know <laughs> like 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 I'm used to like hey you 40 guys is what we're doing today um so that's an area where I kind of haven't felt uh, that that I've maximized my potential um and something that I'm working hard to to, to get better at this year I think about that stuff all the time I like write about it you know what I mean like that's that's Oh yeah. And yeah. Anybody, anybody who really cares about, you know, their growth or their development generally has sure. got some sort of outlet, whether they're, you know, they have time where they're thinking about it or they're writing about it. Yeah. I know most of our athletes, I, you know, are, are used to, to journaling or if not journaling, right. Let's write sure. down our goals and actually put pen to paper on most of that stuff. Cause sometimes it doesn't get real for some people until you, until you do. So we got a guy that's working with us now. Um, out of CEP, Major McCaig. He was a baseball player uh, at West Point. Pretty good one, I guess. And he's back, and he's he's heading up that program, and he has been an invaluable resource for our guys. They they rave about him and doing exactly the stuff you're talking about, journaling and, yeah. and, and really kind of trying to figure that out. So, I mean, I've learned from the guy, you know? Like, I've, yeah. I've been, like, paying attention to what he's saying, and that's, that's, like, helped me zero in on some of the things that I want to get better at, too. Yeah, that's great. Yep. I don't – has uh... – the CEP, I, so Doxies has formally retired. I think Correct. there's no yeah. there. Yeah. Um, do they do they talk a lot about is CEP more all mental stuff now, or are they starting to incorporate some of you know the the army is moving towards like H2F, which is holistic health and fitness stuff, and there's all these different pillars, and I'm sure that the cadets, if they haven't heard about it yet, they they will start to. But you know they do a ton on you know we focus a lot on trainings for you know, not just the physical piece, but the spiritual and a lot of the, uh, you know, sleep areas and nutrition and a lot of that stuff. Like, is all that coming from CEP as well? Not necessarily CEP, but uh, maybe some like strength and conditioning on the nutrition piece of it. Um, the sleep piece for sure. Um, McKay is talking about that. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a nice combination of some academic tutoring with some performance uh, coaching uh, and then some physical parts of it, too. Um, they got that little K-Lab there, which is got yeah. some virtual reality and some some fun stuff to do. But definitely sleep and recovery has been something that our guys are getting educated on uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Do the guys like like track their their macros or you know calories and like to, uh, you know, to some of them. I think nutrition, there's like a, a foundational piece that everybody kind of has to, to to buy into and understand, but then it gets super individual. So like Oberheiser is great with that. You know what I mean? He's a fitness kind of freak and he's got a couple guys that are are, are tracking macros with him and, and, and stuff like that and, and really kind of bought into that. And there's other guys that feel like, hey, I need you to track your, and they'd be like, well, come on, man. You know, um, I know what I'm eating. I know it's good for me. And uh you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't be doing that. Yeah, so it's. It, I think that's an individual thing. 
as long as they're buying into some general overall principles of what's what's healthy and, and, and good to fuel your body with. Um, I can't keep them away from like Chick-fil-A sauce and all that stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be young adults, uh, but just understanding, you know, that there are some things that are different when you're a wrestler uh, and you have to be a wrestler at the dinner table too. Uh, and that's unlike any other sport. Uh, so, we're, but they're hearing a lot about that from everybody. Yeah. The uh, has there been a ski slope or an equivalent? <laughs> there have been some pre-season. brutal, brutal runs. Um, no ski slope yet. We're saving that one. But uh, okay. check, check this one out. I I kind of felt bad, and I was the one who planned the workout. Um, so uh, we got them. We did the four floors um, in Arden. Yeah. Did four reps there. You know, um, and then right up the top fourth floor there sprinted them up to the chapel four times um and back um so there's eight hills there and then my plan was to take them up to uh the reservoir to lusk and we'll start in their race one goes one direction one goes the other direction i was going to do that four times a little longer than i thought uh you know i I kind of had tracks ahead at a certain distance and the first guy came back with his watch and and he was like it's like almost three quarters of a mile and i was like oh yeah, um, and they were not happy. <laughs> it was brutal because the race. You know, did they know the plan? And, like each long, like did they know the next step after that and the next step after that? Or is that a surprise? Oh, it's a surprise. Yeah, I don't tell them shit. I don't, I don't tell them nothing. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so they get up there and they 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 come back and they're like, I'm like, what? What'd you think? They're like, it's brutal because you don't know if you're winning or not because you're not racing with the guy next to you. I send them in opposite directions, coming back to the same spot because it's an oval. And so they're like, I don't know if it's good that we we crisscrossed at the the football stadium, or if it was should you know they they had no idea, so they were just busted. It was brutal, and then we I think we only wound up doing like three, and then we had like winners versus winners and stuff like that. But like that that was tough. It was tougher than I had originally planned for it, but it was good, you know. Um, that that they're still whining about that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then I was I was on the road this past weekend, but I guess they got beat up with some running on Saturday morning too. So uh, yeah. away away football game that usually tracks of yeah on the football field sometime in Might September. Yeah. yeah, sometime yeah. in September. That's that's a normal thing. Yep. So um, before we go, what's your um what's your recruiting schedule on on the road here the next uh, few weeks before before the season starts? Are you are you still traveling a bunch or? Yeah. So. Uh, from PN out of Minnesota and Izzy style and, and M2 and Young Guns from PA. So they have a nice thing going on out there. So I just came back from that, did a couple home visits. Um, yesterday I was down at a pretty good school in the Lehigh Valley, um, Faith Christian. Uh, I'll hit a couple more like individual school visits up like that. Um, I'm going to the Journeyman Tournament on Sunday, uh, which will be a good field. And then you know, we'll get to uh, Blyce is going out to the Grappler Fall Classic. Um, we'll get some guys out to get some coaches down to Super 32. And then we're kind of into the season. Um, so that that's like, you know, this is a good time to go watch kids wrestle. Uh, and it's a good time to to get into some rooms. So we're just out there. Um, we'll, we'll hit three, four, five more more wrestling room visits and some some individual home visits between now and then. But big events-wise, we just, like I said, PNL. Um, 
and uh, Journeyman Grappler Fall Classic and Super 32. Awesome. Yep. Well, that's all. That's all I've got tonight, Logan. You yeah. Right. No, same. Yeah. No, thank you for coming on. I know it. Uh, we talk about you all the time. I think we, you yeah. know we probably we probably underutilize you here a little bit. So I think we're gonna. Yeah. I talked to Brian a little bit this morning about you know we're trying to make um, um, an effort to get you and not only you but you know some of the other coaches involved in well because yeah. everybody has a different perspective, especially on 100%. you know yeah. what they're what they're involved in. So. Um, hey, that's what I'll, I'll say that too, you know, in closing for me is like the best part about our staff is it's not just like 1A, 1B, 1C. Um, you look at a lot of coaching staffs and, you know, the head coach and the assistant coaches are just three younger versions of the assistant coach, um, you know, uh, and that's not how we are. Our guys get benefit from different perspectives. A kid that went to Cornell, um, you know, a guy who used to coach high school like me, um, Coach Blyce coming in with some Minnesota perspective, like like that's really really healthy for our kids to not just get four ver four different versions of the same guy, um, which happens a lot in, in in wrestling coaching staffs. So we're we're happy that we're constructed that way, and we think it benefits our team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Coach, appreciate you coming on. Oh, appreciate Listen you guys having me. Yeah, listeners, thanks for thanks for tuning in. We wouldn't be here without yeah. you guys. Good night. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.